Do you believe in luck? Many people credit luck for good in their life. That impersonal, whimsical force to which we all must yield. Others credit providence, the idea that the God of the Bible not only made all things, but holds all things together. Today you'll hear how Tom survived war against all odds. Was it luck or providence? Let's get into it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory, bringing to you a story of a man who experienced true providence in the saving and losing of his life. We'll get into that and more on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The classic true story of Tom Knox. Sound carries a long way tonight. It does. Number 11's right on time, too. You notice if Tom's in his bed? Yep. I checked. Why? Doubt he's asleep. Bad combination. Spring night and train whistles. Doubt that boy will still be here by morning. Maybe he'll stay. Like the time I forbid him to take his roller skates to school and, in a fit, he ran 12 miles across the prairie to my brother's. I didn't mean stay local. I, I meant here. He was 11 then. Now he's 14. And he's so angry at Miss Blake accusing him of stealing. There's no way he's staying. Maybe he'll forgive her. <laughs> Tom's too bullheaded for that. I suppose you're right. My folks were right. No way was I staying and going back to that school. I lit out in the wee morning hours and hopped trains till I came to a town with a carnival and joined it. I didn't send word or go back till that fall when school was about to start. It was clear to my folks I'd rather run than stay and solve my problems, a trait that would lead me to the ends of the earth. This is Unshackled, dramatizing true life stories produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. For over 140 years, Pacific Garden Mission has offered a place of refuge for those with invisible shackles that keep them bound to harmful patterns. Today, our goal remains the same as always, to set these people free. Mission staff offers help to all the men, women, and children who enter our doors. Help means hot, wholesome meals and clean clothing, refreshing showers, and a safe bunk to spend the night all free of charge thanks to generous financial gifts from our listening friends. After all physical needs are met, counselors focus on something more important. They speak to each guest individually to learn the unique stories and struggles that brought them to a life on the streets. Then they share the truth that will set them free. Change takes time and resident guests may enroll in free rehabilitative programs to learn more about living a new life through Jesus Christ. 
and how that life will help them be forever set free. Now for broadcast around the earth, here is episode number 3724 in the series, Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. The man in our story experienced providence, even though he didn't believe it existed. We now bring you the classic true story of Tom Knox, right now on Unshackled. I was born in Primerica, Colorado. Don't bother looking it up, because the town's extinct. It joined the ranks of coal mining ghost towns scattered across the country. The coal mines were where my father worked, and what many of us boys imagined, and to our mother's disappointment, where we'd end up too. That awareness made decisions a lot harder than they would have been. Up and at him! Not today, Dad. You sick? Nope. You got something else better to do? Anything else is better than school. I wouldn't be so sure. I am. I hate it. I'm bored out of my mind. You're a sophomore. Surely you can hang on a couple more years. I don't want to. All right. If your mind's made up. It is. But if you're not going to school, I'm not supporting you. I figured. You're strictly on your own. That's all right. I'll fend for myself. I hadn't expected my father to keep supporting me. Not many boys did back then. And truth be told, I didn't want him to. Not when I was capable of earning my own wage. Of course, I headed off to the mines. But it didn't take long before restlessness set in. And I soon found myself planning my escape. All right here. What do we got? I'm excited to be enlisting, sir. Yeah, we need men like you. As you can see, I turned 18 last month and easily passed the doctor's exams. It appears all in order. Okay, now we'll get your fingerprints and serial number assigned. Lying about my age was easy, as I had always been a bigger boy. In the Army, I was trained as an ammunition renovator and powder man. The average age of the men in my outfit was 32, so I learned to drink so they wouldn't think of me as being so much younger. I was so completely accepted that stripes came easily. It's a possibility that I may have been the youngest sergeant in the United States Army at that time. What we were about to experience would be seared in my mind. Is this the third time this week we've had Salisbury stick? Pearl Harbor's been attacked! Pearl Harbor became a day which will live in infamy, and it has. We were sent to the China-Burma-India Theater, where we saw some fairly rough service. When I received orders to be rotated back to the States, another wrench was thrown in. Uh, I'd be glad to let you go, Knox. Uh, trouble is, I have nothing to offer you in the way of transportation. So what would you like me to do, sir? Uh, you'll just have to sit tight until something turns up. Any speculation how long it'll take? Uh, none. But while you're here, there's much to be done. Yes, sir. Just received word the road north of us is under fire. Japanese laid trees across the road and the tanks can't get through. I see. Up to us to clear the road. That's how things often worked in the Army. But we learned to roll with it, mainly because there wasn't much to be done about it. But that delay turned out to have serious consequences. 
And it would only get worse. Knox! Listen, you think you can make it to the cat? Uh, yeah. We gotta get these trees moved. All right, cover me. Go! <sighs> Come on, come on, come on. The cat was a big crawler tractor, partly armored and equipped with a bulldozer blade. I worked as quickly as I could, pushing the trees off the road. We were working side by side with the Chinese Nationalist Army soldiers, and they were doing a pretty good job of holding off the Japanese. While they fired, I ran the bulldozer. But this would be a job I didn't quite finish. They're closing in. Come on, Tom, let's get you out of there. Tom, Tom! It all happened so fast there wasn't time to respond. That mortar shell landed right on the cat and exploded. I didn't even know if I was okay. Set the litter down. I need to look him over before we take him further. Is it bad? Let me see. It feels bad. I can't believe you're alive after that blast. Can I get a smoke? Yeah, yeah, sure, here. Can I sit up? No. Well, I guess it'll be okay. Thanks. Okay, we need to get moving. You idiot! I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. You about blew his arm off. It misfired, sir. S sorry. Point that thing away from us. Now! If you weren't hurt enough before, you are now. Come on, let's get him to the aid station. I lived through the mortar hitting the cat, just in time for a stray bullet to shoot away a good portion of my right arm. I couldn't believe it. I had never been more relieved than I was when we made it to the aid station. I was safe there. Or so I thought. You should have seen them. There were so many. Your heart had to be beating much. It was. This is why I don't go anywhere without my rifle. Know what you mean. Uh, Carol and I, well, she fired me out of a lot of tight situations. This is a move I like. I swing it up and catch it and fire. Oh! Oh, no! Something, something just hit my head. Let me see. That stray bullet grazed you. What? Nurse, nurse, help me close up this wound. Thanks to that Chinese soldier accidentally firing his gun, I now had another gunshot wound. It was crazy, and it wasn't over. I woke up on the stretcher later. Nurse, nurse, I need water. <sighs> Maybe I can... Ah, oh, better not that way. Nurse! Maybe I, maybe I can reach it. That night, my fall reopened an artery. By the time the nurse found me, it took repeated transfusions and 26 pints of plasma to save my life. I knew I was lucky to be alive, but I didn't credit it to God. While hospitalized, I took every opportunity to sneak out and drink all the native whiskey I could lay my hands on. The taste for liquor stayed with me, even when I got back to the States and got married to Jean, which started to put a strain on things. 
Really, Tom? What? A fifth of whiskey and a case of beer, and you're still going? I have a high alcohol tolerance. You have a problem, Tom. Jean, I wish you'd see it like I do. And how's that? I'm a good husband. I could be out at the bars, but instead, here I am with you at home drinking. <laughs> well, it's real quality time. <laughs> Would you rather have me out drinking? I'd rather not have you passing out. If it was up to you, we'd be going on dates and crocheting together. No, I didn't say I wanted that, but okay, now that you suggest it. <laughs> oh, goody. You know, you know what you should have told me, Tom, before we married? What's that, dear? That your drinking problem was destined to become one of my problems. In spite of Jean not seeing the chivalry in my drinking, she patiently went with me to the West Coast, and later on, when the climate proved bad for her health, back to Colorado, then to Wyoming. And it was in Laramie where I'd found work with the railroad that tragedy struck. Hey, Knox, you need to go to the hospital. What? Why? Oh, they just called, uh, something about your wife. Oh, no. Folks, we'll get back to Tom's story in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled, we take checks, you mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to the classic true story of Tom Knox. Where is she? Mr. Knox. Tom. Where is she, doctor? My wife, Jean. She... she... Just a minute. Catch your breath. Did you run all the way here? Yeah. Okay, Tom. Let's just sit down and talk. I want to see her. Sit for a minute. Okay. And what is this? Tom, listen. We did everything we could, but your wife was dead on arrival. What? No. No. It was her heart, Tom. It was so hard to accept Jean was just gone. I had left that morning for work just as I always had, not realizing it'd be the last time I ever saw or talked to her. That evening, some of Jean's family and her employer stopped in to see me, only I didn't find some of their visits comforting. In fact, they made me furious. These, these things are hard to take, hard to understand, but this much we know, Tom. 
It was God's will. What? In a way, that's all we really have to know. All I really have to know? Yeah. Bowser, Jean just died. It was taken from me, and I just need to rest knowing it's God's will. I'm sorry, Tom. Well, I don't know this God you're talking about, and you know what? I don't want to know him. Listen, I know you're hurting. Oh, God's free to go his way, I'll go mine, and guess what? You can go yours. I didn't mean- Out! Now! Jean's death was hard to bear. Hearing it was God's will made it all the more unbearable. They were practically implying she was supposed to be dead. And there I was, willing to give anything for her not to be. I looked around our apartment, beginning to despise the sight of all I saw. Hey, come on in. Well, Tom, good to see you. You were a good friend to Jean. Why don't you come get whatever you want? What do you mean? Take anything. I'm getting rid of everything in the apartment. Oh, Tom, you're just upset. It's just been days since... It's fine. Well, why don't you just give it some time, hmm? Don't make any decisions for a while. My father isn't doing well, so I'll move back in to help. But you'll want some of Jean's things, Tom, as, as keepsakes. Uh, other people or looters will go through it if you don't. I'm leaving tonight. Fine. Fine, I'll come. But I don't... I don't see why you're doing this. I gave away the entire contents of the apartment and went back to my childhood home. It wasn't long before my father passed, and I found myself dealing with funeral arrangements once again. Only this time, the death made me responsible for those left behind. My mother, grandmother, and two youngest brothers who were still in school. I had them to think of and provide for, but it wasn't nearly like I thought it'd be. Now, Kevin, if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. What? You kicked your muddy sneakers off and just left them in the hall. I was gonna go get them. Oh, yeah, sure. You mean gonna wait for me to get them. It's not like that, Ma. Huh, really? <sighs> Do you guys have to squabble? This isn't a squabble. Now you're going to squabble with me. No, no. No one's squabbling with anyone. Kevin's getting up right now to get those sneakers off my clean floor. I'm going! Thank you. Oh, I just hate listening to it. <sighs> to what, Tom? Your family interacting? Yes. I just don't feel like I should have to deal with this. Well, most of the world doesn't get that choice or luxury. It's not that. Really? It seems you just go to the bars every night. So you don't have to participate in this family. And you know what? These kids need structure and guidance and aren't going to raise themselves. Are you done? Where are you going? Out! I had no patience and couldn't tolerate having to deal with anyone or anything. Not when I had the option not to. I spent as much time as I could out of the house, which would prove not to be the refuge I had hoped for. Hey, Sam. Of the usual. Already got it coming. Thanks. You know, Tom, I've seen a lot of people drink here, but I've not seen anyone put away beer like you. <laughs> Is that right? And you keep your feet under you, too. I do. You gotta be the best drinker in town. Maybe the county. For all I know, the state. Eh, just don't leak it to the papers. What I want to know is how you manage to get to work. I do. On time. Every day. Isn't your office some uh, 30 miles away? 40. 
Be careful, Tom. That's a lot of miles. I get my rest. Speaking of, I got my two weeks vacation coming up. Oh, yeah. Where are you going to go? I'm thinking of taking the bus to Denver. Oh, that'll be a nice getaway. Yeah, and the best part is I can drink and relax the whole way while someone else is driving. It sounded like a marvelous plan. Truth be told, I can't even tell you when exactly it went wrong. The last thing I recall was hitting the bar next to the bus station. Uh, when the... Where am I? Oh, what's that smell? Oh, that's me? Oh, no, I... Look like I haven't changed clothes in a week. Where's the mountains? This is Denver, isn't it? Stop, stop, stop the bus. Stop, right here, right here. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Ma'am. What? Is this Denver? <laughs> what are you on? Of course it is. I turned away and rummaged through my pockets. 11 cents and a return bus ticket was all that I had. No way I was going uptown to the bus depot looking the way I did. Instead, and for some reason, I still don't understand, I got the idea of hitchhiking my way back to Laramie. At that same moment, a car pulled up and a man asked if I knew the way to Laramie. So I offered to show him. Only once I got there, I was told I'd have to check in at the police station before the local shelter would give me a place to sleep. I was expecting to be anonymous. Tom Knox. <laughs> Is that you, old boy? Yes. What happened? Oh, uh, it's not important. Well, maybe it is. You look terrible. I need to sign in so I can get a bed at the shelter. Ah, forget it. You're coming home with me. What? Uh, no, I can't impose. Nonsense. Come on. All right. But first thing tomorrow, I'm hitchhiking my way out of here. The next day found me standing beside the highway, hitchhiking. Hey, mister, you need a ride? I sure do. How far are you going? Uh, Los Angeles. Uh, where are you heading? Los Angeles might be kind of nice if you don't mind. Nope. But I'd enjoy the company. I'm out of cash, though, so I don't know where I'll stay. I can drop you off at a mission. A mission? Yep. They'll give you a bowl of beans and a bed, but uh, you'll have to listen to some browbeating first. I'd never seen anything like the inside of this rescue mission. After a few minutes, a group of nicely dressed people came in to help with the evening services. A lovely girl sang beautifully. Then a small man stood up and began to speak. I realize sometimes we make people uncomfortable because we talk about sin, but sin is a fact, along with what God has done about it by giving his son, the Lord Jesus, to pay the penalty for us. This is what the Bible says about it, Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but the gift of eternal life is for you personally, friend. I can't accept it for you, and no church can do it for you. It's between you and God. If you're fed up with the shape you're in and you'd like a new start, 
Jesus is offering you a new life in him and with him. Did you enjoy the service? Yes, sir. It was not a browbeating. <laughs> well, that's good. But it is the truth. Yeah, I, uh, I see that. I don't like myself, what I've become. That's a good first step. I sure could go for a new start, like you said. Praise God. I, uh, would you be able to pray with me? I, I want to meet this Jesus. Oh, that's wonderful. Of course I will. I hadn't planned on staying on. But the mission had a ranch for boys, and I went there the following day to help. Three years later, I was still there. Then I was asked to teach Sunday school at a new church. And there I met Esther, who became my wife and mother of our two boys. The church grew, and so did our faith. One evening when I was to preach to the congregation, I wasn't sure what I was going to say. Then my oldest son said something that I'll never forget. That's easy. Preach Jesus, of course. <laughs> and so I did. And I say it to you as well. If your life is empty, it can be filled to overflowing when you receive Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Friend, God has taken me on a great adventure, and there was absolutely no luck in it. Just his grace and guiding hand. Listening friend, have you found the freedom of knowing that your sins are forgiven? That you are kept in the mighty hands of God and not left to chance or luck? And if you have never put your faith in Christ, why not do so now? If you desire a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we'd love to pray with you and be a resource. You can get in touch with us at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the prize for this sweepstakes contest is another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. And it's John 1.29, which proclaims, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. That's wonderful, isn't it? Well, this plaque is gorgeous, especially if you're looking for 
daily inspiration from Scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch. Sawn? Is that a word? Well, it is now. Or log and cut into such a way to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. And the bark around this one, well, it's gorgeous. This plaque has been handcrafted around the, the natural character and beauty of the wood that God created. Now, if you'd like a peek at this scripture plaque, just visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page for a picture. Unfortunately, we're only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. Your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced June 27th, but the deadline for entry is June 11th. We look forward to hearing from you. And next time... I am going with Motor. She has to take him to the holy man today. You know, too much religion will make a little head like yours pop. Sundar Singh hailed from a family of Sikhs, but his mother taught him to value all religions. You boys, enough! Do you forget we are a Sikh family? God speaks in many ways and through many faiths. That is why it is important to understand the good in all religions. Sundar would have an encounter that would lead him on a mission of a lifetime. Where's that light coming from? My curtains are closed. Are you Jesus? The man in our story would be forced to choose between his beloved family and his newfound faith. We are a proud family of Sikhs. You have to let these wild imaginations go. Don't miss part one of the true story of Sundar Singh, another dramatization coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in the classic true story of Tom Knox were Brian Plaharchik, Lisa Keefe, Tom Geich, Kevin Lingle, David Mink, and Demetrius Troy. Original music, Caleb Tolleson. Sound effects, Demetrius Troy. Sound assistant, Martin Robinson. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Script, Jack O'Dell and Kylie Hammond. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>